Welcome to Making Fit Work. I'm your host, Nina McGough, certified personal trainer and nutrition coach and busy mom of two. I'm committed to helping you get real results by sharing best practices and life hacks to staying consistent. I also regularly interview other busy professionals who have mastered the ability to juggle it all while staying the course with their health and fitness. Let's get started. Hey everyone, clients are always asking me for my recommendations when it comes to a good protein brand. And I want to share with you my go-to. I always suggest J-Raw Protein. They make both a whey and egg white protein, which is actually how I personally came across this brand. I started to notice that I was feeling really bloated after using uh, my original whey protein. And so at the time, I was looking for an alternative that wasn't plant-based. A colleague had in the industry recommended J-Rob egg white protein to me, and I have been hooked on it ever since and always recommend it to all of my clients, particularly those who struggle with the lactose that's in whey protein. It's awesome because unlike other alternatives, it has the same yummy smooth texture as whey protein, making it really easy to mix with anything, whether it's in a smoothie or making a protein bowl or just having it with water on its own. Unlike plant-based proteins, which typically have a little bit of grittiness to them. So I'm super excited to officially be partnering with them now so that I can offer all of you 20% off all of their protein products. Super stoked to be able to pass on these savings to you guys. All you have to do is use the link in the show notes and then use coupon code FITWITHNINA when purchasing any of their protein products. So that's actually going to be jrob.com backslash coupon, backslash fitwithnina, and then at checkout using fitwithnina and the coupon code to save 20% off. Enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Making Fit Work. I am your host, Nina McGough, and today I wanted to share a couple of uh, personal stories on how I lost 45 pounds twice. So for anyone who follows me on social media, who has worked with me personally, you probably know this. I've shared this quite openly that with both of my pregnancies, my boys are now 10 and 7, with both of my pregnancies, I gained 60 pounds. Six zero. I actually had someone when I told them that once goes 16. No, six zero. Okay, 60 pounds. That's a lot of weight, especially on my small frame. I'm only 5'3". And one of the reasons I share that so openly is because I get it. (laughs) I understand what it's like to uh, not feel like yourself. I understand what it's like to be on a weight loss journey, to be struggling with it, to feel like it's not happening fast enough, to question yourself. Um, and I just wanted to share my personal experience because both of those journeys were so different for me. So different. And I want to kind of go through and share with you, not just personally what I did, what I ate, how I worked out, but like my mindset going through both of those journeys, how similar they were, how different they were. Um, and then just some of the, I guess, 
blessings and lesson lessons that I've had from them, right? How I've been able to look back and go, oh, <laughs> that was very unhealthy or wow, I'm really glad I did it that way. So I'm hoping that in sharing this, that some of you can relate to it and you can understand that when I do share my advice from a professional standpoint, I'm not just saying it blindsided. Um, I, I get it. I understand that change is not easy, that it it can be difficult and that so much of it really is the way we're thinking about it and our mindset around it versus um, the physical doing or the how our body is responding, right? And whether it's responding the way we really want it to or expectations and kind of all of that stuff. So let me start off by saying um, a lot of these lessons came in hindsight. Um, and for example, with my first pregnancy, which was, uh, you know, 11 years ago now, maybe more than that, my oldest is 10 and a half, gained 60 pounds. At this time, I was working in the fitness industry. I was working in the fitness industry full time. Um, I was working full time as a membership director, and I was also working part time on the fitness end of things, teaching group fitness classes, running small group training boot camps, things of that nature. So I was a fit, very active person, exercised regularly. Um, and so the gaining of the 60 pounds was hard. It was not just hard on me physically. Actually, I don't really feel like it was hard on me physically. It was more mentally. I was in the fitness space. Um, so there was a lot of talk around, you know, being able to bounce right back and losing the weight quickly and that I'll be back to normal before I know it. Um, you know, and as a new mom, it was my first pregnancy. So I was kind of following along with all those blogs and apps that would kind of give you a, like a preview of what you can expect, right? As far as like your your growth as far as weight gain and also like where your baby's growth is at. And in the beginning, I was averaging with those numbers. And then all of a sudden, you know, I was past the average and that was really hard for me mentally, you know, like, how could I be gaining all this weight? Like, why am I so much bigger than the average expecting mom? That felt so hard for me. Um, and it made me doubt myself a lot as someone who was working in the fitness industry and did consider myself to be pretty active and fit, right? So, with that being said, being in that industry, although in one way it was supportive, I was around other pregnant moms a lot. I actually worked at a high-end um, all-women's health club, so there were lots of really fit pregnant women all the time, and it was great to be motivated by that. But then on the flip side, I was also surrounded by a lot of women who had been there, done that, telling me that it was going to be easy, telling me that I was going to bounce back. And I was scared. I was really scared that I wasn't going to live up to people's standards, that I wasn't going to bounce back. And then what if I didn't? Like, what would people think of me if I didn't? Actually, in my mind, to be honest, at the time, 
it wasn't even what if I didn't. I knew I wouldn't. I knew I wouldn't bounce back. I've never had a fast metabolism. Um, I don't come from good genes. Like I've always had to work hard at uh, maintaining my physique or staying in shape. I was never someone who was naturally thin. I wasn't an athlete growing up. So I knew I wouldn't just bounce back. And that made me nervous, right? I was nervous about like what other, what colleagues would think of me. Um, I was scared about like what members would think of me, like the women who constantly came to my class week after week for motivation and inspiration uh, to work hard, to feel good, to be stronger. Like what would they think of me if I was no longer in shape? Um, And I worried that I would never be again. And that definitely led to, you know, looking back, what was definitely an unhealthy weight loss journey for me, right? I gained 60 pounds during my pregnancy. So give or take about six weeks postpartum, right? A lot of that is like water retention and obviously the baby and things like that. And my, um, my son was on the bigger side. So I would say by the time I was about six to eight weeks postpartum, I had about 45 pounds to lose. And that's a lot of extra weight on a small frame. Again, I'm only 5'3". Um, before this, the most I had weighed was 125. So that's a lot of extra weight. And I was so determined to get it off. All I cared about was getting it off. Like literally, I was doing little at-home workout videos in my house before my six-week checkup, my six-week postpartum checkup. Nothing super intense, but I was literally trying to get in any exercise I could. I wanted this weight off. Um, Not to mention, I went back to teaching group fitness literally as soon as I got the okay for my six-week postpartum um, checkup, okay? (laughs) That's like a whole nother story, to be honest, and I would never, ever recommend anybody do that. Um, But yeah, I was determined to lose the weight as quickly as possible. At the time, although I was a certified personal trainer, I didn't to be honest, know much about nutrition, uh, proper nutrition, what eating healthy and eating for my goals really look like. So I did what most people do. I I tracked calories. I downloaded my fitness pal and I just, you know, set my my calorie goal. I think it was set to like 1300 or 1350, something, something like that off the bat. I don't remember. The app literally told me what I should set it at. And that's what I went with, right? Literally didn't think anything else. And I obsessively tracked everything I ate. I obsessively looked at the numbers. Um, I did so much cardio. I was obsessed with making sure that I burned at least 500 calories anytime I did a workout. (laughs) At the time, once I did get the okay to go back to teaching group fitness, um, you know, I had a handful of classes that were mine that I was committed to, but I also picked up 
any extra class that I could. Anytime somebody was looking for a sub, I taught at a lot of different clubs. So there was always the opportunity and I took them any chance I got. I mean, I think at one time I was teaching about 16 hours of group fitness um, on any given week, right? A lot, and the main focus of the majority of those classes were cardio. So I was jumping around a lot. I was teaching a ton of spin classes. I was burning a ton of calories, um, and I was tracking every little thing I ate. Um, the sad part about that is looking back on top of tracking every little thing I ate, I I was so insecure. Ah, I don't want to get emotional. Sharing these stories so that other people can relate um, and learn from. But I did not take any pictures with my newborn, my firstborn. I think my very first picture with him um, is at his, is for his baptism, which was about five months later, four months later, let me think, uh, May to like September. So whatever that was, is when I first posed for a picture. Now, if I'm being completely, you know, full disclosure honest, yes, there's probably like two or three random pictures that like somebody snapped of us, um, while holding my newborn. And I can distinctly remember those few pictures and being like, oh, I wish I didn't have to be in this picture. I wish this person wasn't taking this picture. I did not want any evidence of me being that heavy, which is like so sad. But also, I, I truly didn't feel like myself. I felt very out of body. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't know exactly where that came from. I think a lot of it is just, again, this idea of like that I need to bounce back and that I should bounce back and that I'm a fitness professional and I work in a gym and like I need to get back into shape. I need to get back to my pre-baby body. And, you know, again, not to be blaming it on everything else that you're surrounded by, but all of the messages out there for someone who was a new mama was about getting back to your pre-baby body, was about losing the baby weight. And any time I found anything about new moms and weight loss, there were two stories. There was either the mom who was like bounced back and looked like she never even had a baby, you know, two months later. And then there was the mom who was like super sad and upset and hated her body and just felt like she was struggling. And I was so stressed about that, right? I did not want to be the mom who no longer had time for herself. I did not want to be the mom. And like, to be honest, I'm embarrassed to admit this now, but I didn't want to be the mom who let go of herself. I didn't want to be the mom who no longer um, had time for the gym or to take care of herself. And I had no other messages other than you're either the mom who lets go of herself or you're the super fit mom who bounces back and looks like she hasn't even had a baby. Um, so 
again, I don't want want to completely blame it on the messages and society, but I can't help but to feel like, you know, if I was going to choose one, I was like, okay, well, I'm going all in. <laughs> I'm going all in. I want to lose this baby weight. I want to get back to looking like myself. I want to get back to feeling like myself. And obviously in hindsight, I'm like, wow, that was such an unhealthy way to go about it, right? Like not wanting to take pictures. I didn't want to buy any new clothes that actually fit this new body the right way. I refused. I refused, which also meant that I was uncomfortable in my body the entire time. The entire process, I was wearing maternity clothes that I was picking at and pulling at because obviously they didn't really fit me well, but I refused to go to the store and buy new stuff. I was convinced, convinced in my mind that if I did, I was going to get comfortable, that if I did, that that was going to be my new size. Again, in the hindsight, looking back, I'm like, holy crap, Nina, right? Like, what were you, what were you thinking? But I also didn't have any, I didn't have anybody else to tell me that that was unhealthy. I didn't have anybody in front of me saying, relax, mama, chill out, right? (laughs) Like, you're going to get there. Um, I was working also at a co-ed gym at the time that had a very big bodybuilding community. So I was surrounded by a lot of just really fit bodies. Um, I was surrounded by a lot of other moms who were telling me I was going to bounce back. And I felt like if I didn't, I wasn't going to be worthy. Or who was I as a trainer, as someone, a fitness professional, if I didn't get back as soon as possible? Um, You know, I restricted calories. I focused more on my diet than I did, you know, enjoying the moment with my new baby. Not that I was an absentee mom. I wasn't. But my goals were skewed for sure. Um, And yes, I think I ended up losing the weight and getting back into my pre-baby jeans. I'll never forget it because I celebrated it like it was – this huge, huge accomplishment about five months later. Um, But looking back, I just remember the biggest part about that journey is me feeling sad about not having the pictures, about not wanting to capture those moments just because of how I looked and felt, right? Um, thinking, obsessing so much about food and whether I was going over calories or under calories and, you know, how much I was sweating and how much I was burning and tracking all of those little details. In hindsight, I can't help but to think like, man, if I just relaxed a little bit, right? Like if I was just less stressed about it a little bit. Um, I actually even remember hiring a coach And I use that term very, very loosely because she didn't actually coach me in anything. She literally just gave me a meal plan that I paid for. Um, And this was like another huge life lesson that will always stick with me because at the time I was like, look at her. She's so fit. 
I want to eat what she eats. <laughs> I want to get that fit. Like, I'll just eat what she eats and that will work. And I remember it not working. And about a month in me communicating to her that I wasn't really feeling well, um, that I was feeling actually really bloated. And she responded to me with this very harsh, you know, this is what I eat on a regular basis. I ate this while I was competing for a competition and got lean and this and that. And um, that right there was a huge life lesson to me. One, um, it reminded me and taught me about the type of coach I don't want to be. (laughs) And two, it was a life lesson to, uh, to me that, you know, nothing is cookie cutter. And I should have done more research and I should have connected, made made sure that I could connect with this person on a deeper level other than I want to look like her (laughs) because she wasn't a mom. She had no idea what I was going through. She had no idea how I felt Um, and she didn't listen to what I was actually saying. You know, she just spoke to me as if I was like some person who wasn't giving it the effort. Um, And that most certainly wasn't what I was doing because when I give something effort and I focus on something, um, yeah, I'm all in. (laughs) I'm all in. So that is something that going forward actually Yes, it was a lesson as something to not do, but also it was a lesson of how I want to treat my clients going forward, right? Like when I talk to my clients about nutrition and fitness and their personal goals, I want to be some somebody who listens, somebody who's empathetic, um, and also realizing that all journeys are so personal. They're so personal and you know, what I eat is not going to work for all of my clients. Um, and what one client, what works for one client is not necessarily going to work for the next client. And I think that's so important. So if you are listening to this and you are someone who's thinking about hiring a coach, hiring a personal trainer, ask the questions. If they're not asking about the things that have or have not worked for you in the past, they are not the right person for you. If they are not asking about how you feel on a regular basis, they are not the right person for you. So now that I've shared that story, the more obsessive story about my weight loss journey um, and how I used you know, calorie tracking and calorie burning as my main focus a very first time I lost 45 pounds. Let me fast forward a few years later when I got pregnant with my second child. Um, so about two and a half years later, right? Gained 60 pounds again. Now, mind you, I was like, I'm going to eat differently this time. I am going to eat more vegetables and more fruit and less, you know, sugary snacks and less baked goods. And I did do that. And I still gained 60 freaking pounds again. 60 pounds, like to the dot on my small frame. I like literally was like, are you freaking kidding me? Um, But, but... The nice thing about my second journey 
and I do feel like this was really helpful, is that I knew that I could do it. I knew that it would be a journey, that I was not going to bounce back, but that I could do it, right? That as long as I was committed to being healthier, to eating well, to working out, I knew that I could do it. I knew it would be different because now I was focusing on, you know, I had to balance everything with two little ones versus just one. I knew it would be different, but I think that was helpful for me to go through it one way and realize that, yes, I could do it. Get over that mindset of like, oh, no, what if I can't do this? What if I'll never get back to being the person that I want to be? It helped me move forward and realize that that kind of main mindset obstacle was off of my shoulders. I knew I could do it. I knew I wanted to do it differently. So I didn't know how much that, how much time that was going to take. But thankfully, I was okay with that. I went into the next pregnancy, into this next journey, weight loss journey with a whole different mindset. I mean, I I really was like, no more tracking calories like that. I am not going to be, you know, getting up and doing two a days. I am not going to be obsessively looking at how much calories I'm burning. I am not going to go back to teaching group fitness classes six weeks after having a baby. My main focus the second time around was I wanted to regain my strength. I wanted to build muscle again. And some of that was because a year after my first baby, I did compete in two fitness bikini competitions. Um, And although I've always done strength training up until that point, I also relied a lot on cardio. And up until I did that fitness competition was when I really realized how much I love having muscle, how much muscle really gives me the look and feel that I want versus the scale, right? And it really, it opened my eyes a little bit, which is interesting. Some people have negative um, feelings after doing a fitness competition, you know, uh, insecurities about what their bodies look like after they've done the competition, I actually had the opposite. I had an appreciation for, quote unquote, my normal body versus my competition body, right? Because I realized like what it takes to get there. And I was very well aware that that was not sustainable. Um, And to be honest, this is like a whole, this could be a whole nother podcast episode. But when I did the fitness competition, I actually didn't even do the first one with the intention that I was actually going to compete. I really did it because I wanted to prove to myself once again (laughs) that I could actually make time for something other than being a mom, that I could actually still commit to having some fitness goals, to having some personal goals. That was my main reason for doing that. And then of course I ended up doing another and you know, whatever. Like I said, that's a whole nother podcast episode. But 
Fast forward to my second pregnancy and I knew I wanted to do it different. I missed some of the muscle that I lost. I missed the heavy strength training. I I actually warned some of my clients in advance because again, I came from a very, um, I was working in facilities that were very uh, pushing the, you're going to bounce back and you know, you'll be back into shape before you know it mindset. I warned clients in advance that I was not going to be bouncing back, that I was very much going to take my time and focus on strength training. And yes, the weight would come off because I knew it would, but I was very well aware that by not obsessing over my calories and by not trying to do all of the cardio um, on very little sleep, right? Keeping in mind that I have a newborn baby and focusing mostly on strength training, that this journey was going to take longer. I was okay with that. I was okay with that. And I think that's the first step in your journey is that you really do have to decide what are you okay with? Are you in it for the long game? Is this a lifestyle for you? Are you, would you be happy if you uh, met your goal, your weight loss goal, fat loss goal, physique goal, whatever that was in one or two years? Or are you obsessed with getting there now? Right? That is going to make a huge difference. And for me, that was the first thing I had to do. In my first journey, I was obsessed with getting there now. And it literally took over most of me, right? I was still a very um, involved mom, obviously, right? Like I went back to working just part-time when I was a new mom. I spent so much time with my baby, but also... I was obsessively thinking about calories. I was obsessively thinking about burning calories, eating calories. What was I eating? What should I be eating? What was bad? What was good? And like looking at these numbers on this, you know, uh, food log obsessively. Was it, did I go over? Did I go under? How many did I go under? I was weighing myself every day. I was upset if the scale went up. I was upset when it didn't go down. I was upset when it stayed the same. I was literally only happy when I lost weight. And that's that's a problem, right? Like that was a huge problem. I let this what the scale said determine my emotions and feelings for that day. And I did not want that to be my journey again the second time around. I did not want to be um, that mom now with two that was so focused on, you know, what to eat, when to eat. Yes, I realize that it's an important part of a journey, of course, but I also wanted my focus to be regaining my strength versus losing the weight. That was the difference. When I looked at my journey, when I mapped it out, when I focused on what I was going to do to get there, my focus was primarily on regaining strength and building muscle and secondarily on quality foods, how much protein I was eating, vegetables, when I was eating carbs and fats. Um, So that was another thing that changed in my second journey. Um, 
when I lost 45 pounds the second time, instead of looking at food and thinking about calories and calories only, I was really looking at quality of food. I was really focusing on how much protein I was eating. Um, I was really looking at timing my carbs and fats, for example, around workouts, pre and post versus um, just looking at calories and just, you know, trying to hit or come under the number that the app had calculated for me. So it was really a very, very different process. Everything was really um, focused around my workouts versus around my weight loss, if that makes sense. So even my food, yes, I was paying attention to it. Yes, I was tracking, but I was tracking more like how much protein am I eating? How many grams? Um, I was paying more attention to when, uh, you know, having carbs before and after my lifting sessions versus eliminating carbs and eliminating fats and trying to eat very, very little. So I did lose the weight. I lost it slower, definitely slower. But in hindsight, looking back, it really wasn't that much slower. I mean, I don't know. I guess it really depends on what you consider to be slow or fast. Yes, after my first, I lost the baby weight and I was back to fitting in regular jeans five months after. After my second, I was focusing on strength training. Honestly, I can't even really tell you when I lost all the weight and was back to pre-baby clothes. I'm going to say somewhere like seven to nine months Maybe um, it was definitely longer. And for some of you, you might be thinking, oh my God, nine months? It took you nine months to lose 45 pounds to get back to that? But I felt so much different. The whole process was so much healthier because it didn't all revolve around the scale. Yes, I was still weighing myself regularly, but instead of every day, I was probably weighing myself weekly. And the biggest different difference when it came to the scale is because I realized I was on a journey this time and I wasn't just obsessively trying to get back to my pre-baby body, I really was able to just kind of get on the scale and get off and not let it emotionally affect me for the day. I really did have a different mindset around it being a journey, meaning there were times where the scale didn't move for weeks, but then all of a sudden it would move and it would be down four or five pounds, right? And I really starting started to get to know myself and kind of how I paid attention to how I was feeling and just being okay with the fact that it was going to take a little bit longer really helps. And that doesn't mean that it was easy. That doesn't mean I never had self-doubt. That never mean that doesn't mean that I never second-guessed the process. I did, especially as someone working 
in the space, especially as someone by my second pregnancy, I had become a certified nutrition coach. So there were even times where I was second guessing myself as a nutrition coach, like, am I doing the right things? Maybe I, maybe I'm not. Like, this is what I coach people in. How come I'm not losing weight a little bit faster? There were definitely those moments. However, reminding myself what the end goal was and what I initially said the end goal was, was super important. And the end goal for me, what I had set out in the beginning, what I had told clients was my goal was to regain my strength, was to add muscle to my body again. And so being able to come back to that statement, being able to remind myself of that and saying, okay, Nina, relax, right? Remind yourself that you said you were not going to get obsessed about your weight. You were going to focus. And so kind of checking back the boxes and going, have you gained more muscle? Are you feeling stronger? Has the intensity of your strength work workouts increased? How are you feeling in those classes? Do you have more endurance? Are you like, are you feeling stronger? Are you looking stronger? So being able to come back to that initial kind of what that I am statement, that statement that I made that like, I am someone who cares more about being stronger than I care about being smaller. I want to focus on strength, regaining strength. I want more muscle. I'm not trying to be skinny. Uh, You know, all of those things that I kind of gave myself a little bit of pep talk, I had to revisit those every once in a while. So yes, the process was longer. Yes, it was still hard. Again, remember, I'm in the fitness industry. Everybody expected me to bounce back. I heard it all the time. The first time, I really let it affect me. I let it affect what I thought about myself. Um, I let it get to my process. I put a lot of pressure on myself. The second time, I set the expectation. I did not let people set the expectation for me. And I think that is huge. I took myself out of the comparison. When somebody would say to me, like in that first journey, when someone would say to me, you're going to bounce right back and don't worry, you'll be back to pre-baby body before you know it. I just went, okay, I hope so. You know, and then inside I was like the scared girl, like, oh my God, like what if I'm not? Whereas the second time, if somebody said that to me, I would respond with a very like, I'm not worried about it. We'll we'll see. I just want to get stronger again. I just want to lift heavy again. I kind of set the precedence, right? Like I told clients ahead of time, listen, just so you know, I'm not going to be bouncing back into shape. I'm not focusing on my weight loss. Yes, I'm going to lose weight. I, I will get there, but I'm really focusing on strength training. I want to get strong as fuck again. <laughs> I want muscle back on my body. I miss it. Okay. And funny, some of the, some clients actually did have negative responses to it. I actually remember a client specifically being like, why not? (laughs) Why aren't you going to focus on losing the weight as fast as possible? Why wouldn't you do that? 
And, you know, I had to just say, like, it's not that important to me. I want I want muscle first. The weight loss will come, but that's not what I'm focusing on. And, you know, it was awkward. It was awkward to hear a client respond in that way. But I had to make sure I put that forward so that I wouldn't let any anybody else's expectations derail my mindset, right? Because <laughs> your own mindset is a big enough struggle. Getting over the way you are feeling is a big enough hurdle. We all have heard it. It's mind over matter, and that is absolutely true. So what I hope you take from this story is that if you are on a journey, whether you've already started it, whether you're going to embark on it, think about what you really want from it. Not just how you want to look, but how you want to feel at the end of your journey. Don't give yourself a timeline. Don't say by this vacation, by the summer, um, by my you know school reunion. Say, think about how you want to feel by the end of your journey. Create a plan that focuses on that. If you're going to hire a coach, hire a trainer, tell them very specifically what your journey is. Communicate with them what your struggles have been in the past. What are you willing to do? What do you want to focus on? Get okay with the fact that this is a journey. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Here's the good news is that since both of those journeys, I can honestly say yes. Is my body the same that it was then? I mean, probably not, right? My kids are 10 and 7. However, it's not far-fetched. It's not far-fetched because I always come back to how I want to feel. I always come back to how I want to feel. And that is key. If you find yourself obsessively thinking about food, obsessively tracking, I promise you there is a less stressful way. That doesn't mean easy, okay? All transformations take work. However, there's two different ways to go about it. You can get there the stressful way, the obsessive way, or you can settle into the process, focus on finding somebody who will work with you, set some healthy boundaries and some healthy expectations, and go forward. You can, I, I truly believe that you can always transform your body. You can always transform your body, no matter what stage of life you're in, no matter what age you are, transformations can happen. You do have to be willing to learn and to be able to, willing to check the boxes um, and assess and reassess, right? I knew that the second time around, I did not want to do it that same way. I wanted to learn a different way. And in that time, I I worked with coaches. I had colleagues who I was talking to about, you know, kind of setting macros and tracking things like protein, carbs, and fats. I had other, I had found a new network of people who could help me because I knew I wanted to lean on people and coaches who were focused on strength and not um, 
not people who were, I guess, focused on helping me lose the weight as fast as possible, right? So I, I had to find other people who I could talk to and rely on for the new journey that I was on. Not the weight loss journey, but the strength building journey, right? So I hope that helps, guys. Um, if you have any questions, if you're on a weight loss journey yourself, uh, maybe you're on a strength journey, body recomposition, reach out to me. I'd love to help you. Um, and if I'm not the right person for you, I'm sure I can point you in the right direction. I, I have so many connections in the industry. Uh, and I think it's just important that people find their people. <laughs> people find the right community, right uh, kind of guides to help them in their journey. And there is somebody out there for everyone. I just think it's about really uh, dialing into what is specific to you and what you need and finding people who can connect with that and who understand it. I hope this helps in your journey to stronger, healthier, and happier. Like I've said before, your topic suggestions are always welcome. Um, this podcast is for you, and I want all the content to feel helpful in your journey. So until next time, bye. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Making Fit Work. If you did, it would mean so much to me if you took a minute to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. It really does make a difference and would be super helpful to me. Also, if you have any topic suggestions, if there's something in particular you'd love for me to address on this podcast, feel free to shoot me a message. I would absolutely love to hear from you. You can shoot me a DM on Facebook or Instagram and find me at fitwith underscore Nina. Again, you can find me at fitwith underscore Nina. Or you can join my private community on Facebook called Making Fit Work and drop your topic suggestions in there. Until next time, my friends, be strong, be healthy, be happy.